Art Chat Podcast number 97. Yes, it is. 97 already. Wow. <laughs> and it's August 26, 2013. I'm Steve Harlow here in Brea, California. Uh, Ruth Parsons in Brea as well. Annika, you want to introduce? Uh, I'm Annika from the Netherlands, Renesse, close to the beach. Mm. <laughs> nice. Emory? I'm Emory Holmes. I'm in Pacoima, just north of Los Angeles. And Alan? I'm um, Alan Ludwig from uh, New York City. I'm back in the city again. Oh, yes. Uh, you... I'm a... No, no, no. I'm, I'm still up in Maine, but, oh. but uh, I, I'm, uh, I just haven't gone back to New York City. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm Mary Burns in uh, Gibson's BC, near the beach as well. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Can't see yes. you, but uh, we're here. Yet. Somehow, let's see, we have everybody who's been introduced, but uh, Jimmy. Well, I hear some nasty echoes, but uh, uh, my name is Ferry, and I'm living in Amstelveen in the Netherlands. Ah, yes. Thank slightly you. north of the place where Annika lives, not on the beach. Oh. <laughs> oh, not, not even, not even close to the beach. Fairy, we really? don't see you. What's that? We don't see fairy. Okay. Don't see it's a moving image. And we don't have Jimmy the Peach uh, yet. Do you see me now? You're no, coming. Not yet. I had switched off my camera. Sorry for that. <laughs> don't see you yet. Well, okay, um, what I just want to say before we get into the conversation, David isn't here today, and I don't think he will be, but no, he, he, he and his, his son uh, had a house concert the other night in Vancouver, mm. and uh, it was great because Jimmy, uh, David did a lot of his um, material and sold CDs, he's plugging away at that. And um, and Jimmy read poetry, which was kind of cool. The father son uh, duo there. So that was his his latest activity. Great, great. Nice. Oh, that's good. I can't wait till he makes a a, uh, a tour in the states. Oh, you might have to wait. You might have to wait unless uh, you find a sponsor for him or something. A concert venue. A sponsor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just uh, we just need to arrange the show. I mean, that's all. We just to arrange his tour, and then we can see him. Yeah. <laughs> then he'll come down. <laughs> and Jimmy's uh, still not there. I know. It? And Jimmy was the cause of this. Uh, yes, of course. I thought Ferry was the instigator. Well, I no, no, okay. no. Uh, Oh, Jimmy! I should be doing the moderation, but um, I'd like to have Jimmy on board because he, he started the subject by um, uh, sending uh, attending me on on this article on the slate, and um, that that article made me think. So let let's introduce uh, the subject for our new uh, listeners. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, go ahead. We, uh, we uh, are a little concerned about uh, things uh, as privacy and to avoid to get into technical di uh, discussions. 
I'd like to point this uh, this episode about the moral issues of this uh, uh, thing. What's going on? The the thing make uh, uh, the, this article make me make me think about um, the, the moral thing. What happens uh, since um, Obama was president of the United States? We had a hope and the expectations that uh, Obama should make a change in uh, all this uh, world history. And oh boy, what are we disappointed about that? Yeah. Find, finding out that, that um, Mr. Obama is not capable to, uh, to manage the NSA, because I think the NSA is more powerful than the President of the United States. Mm. As we read it this way, what I I like to discuss with you, and I like to have your opinions about your views on, is the moral aspect of this uh, development. And are we as artists ready to make a statement against this um, development? And I have I'm, a contrary view. I'd like to. Uh, talk to everybody. I mean, I, I would like to hear what everybody's thinking of, what they're concerned about, but I, I'm going to have to say that I'm not concerned. <laughs> well, um, I, I know that a lot of people are not concerned, but I like to think about what happens, and this is not only in America, this is in Holland as well. Yes. I like to I like to think about the thing that the government is spying on its own citizens. Why are you not concerned, Steve? Well, um, this issue is about um, communication technology. It's about, uh, and I see the telegraph, the telephone, and internet communications are all public communications. Therefore, there's no presumption of privacy on any of them. We have been um, kind of misled to think that we had privacy when we were just using telephones. And there was kind of a, like an honor system that people wouldn't listen in on other people's telephones. But it was always technical, technically possible for anybody to do that. Anybody who wanted to do that could do that. So we set up this system of... Um, the police could only uh, listen in on your phone uh, if they got a court order to do it. Um, so that was kind of a, a like a, that's how we went through the 20th century. And we had this sort of a sense that it was possible to have privacy um, it, um, except for certain occasions when, when um, the government uh, considered that uh, the privacy could be breached. Now we have the internet and we're trying to bring that same model to the internet when I think we should go backwards and realize the telephone was always public. Everything, and uh, when you say something in the public, when you're out in the street or in the public like that, that that's the definition of not being private. Now the internet is exactly the same thing. Everything to and from your computer through the network is public information. There is no there's not any possibility of privacy. You can go through elaborate procedures and uh, 
internet social media companies can have privacy policies, but all of it is a sham. There is it's absolutely no nothing preventing anyone who wants to to get the data to to get the data and and analyze it how they want. So I think if you know it's kind of strange having the public right here in your in your living room or in your office. Uh, it's a little uh, odd, but we have to remember that it was always this way. Um, when you picked up the telephone, that was public too. Okay, so, if your your point is clear. Okay, I like. <laughs> I I should be moderating, so I will do that. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'd like to hear another uh, another one uh, to talk about it. It's on all of you. Yeah. May, may I give? The stage. May I give Rudd the stage? May I give Annika the stage? Well, I have an opinion, of course. Um, ah, Hello. And, uh, this is Mary, and um, the I I just I mean I think what Steve is talking about is perhaps not quite the issue. I, I mean, everything is possible, but you don't always use it, right? Um, so it was always possible for anyone to make use of, of this information that's public, but there was sort of an agreement that um, that would only happen under certain dire circumstances, that there was such a thing as privacy, um, personal privacy. I uh, so, so I think that what you're saying is is a good reminder, and it's obvious, but it's not quite the same thing as saying that um, we're we're going to use that. We're not supposed to, but we're going to use that for for whatever we want. I mean, someone should be able to consent to their information being used. It's just like copyright, right? Now, I know your feelings on the Creative Commons, and actually, I'm sort of in the middle on the whole thing because I am by nature a, a sort of private person, and I'm always having this argument with myself about, but I'm, I'm kind of caving into the idea that I'm going to be become, I'm going to be a private person within a whole lot of traffic, that there's so much traffic, nobody will pay any attention to me anyway, and that's how I'm going to find my privacy. Um, and, 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 it's an, and that it's also kind of egotistical to think that because I write an email, someone is going to um, read it and use it for some other purposes. Uh, who cares about me? But I don't like the idea that people think they have a right to do that, whether or not it's possible. Okay, thank you, Mary. That's a clear point. May I say something? Because that's I, I can I can relate relate to to what Mary says. Uh, I think myself as a as a private person as well. But the problem with collecting data is it's not the collecting I'm worried about, but uh, the labels they put on me. I have a friend who comes uh, from Iran. I write emails with him. Uh, make, makes me that um, a terrorist because he comes from a country where terrorists come from. That's that's what is frightening me. That's 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 my worry. And in what drawer do they do they put me because of my contacts? Mm -hmm. And I think they have the algorithm to to use some words or some uh, names or whatever. And 
and then they shift me into a layer I don't want to be in. And, and I don't know whether I'm in it or not. And that's the uncertainty. Um, that is what is worrying me. It, it, I agree with, with Steve. We know that whatever we write, do, say, is uh, not private anymore. And, and being aware of that, I think we all should, should be that. But what do they do with it? That's, that's the problem from my point of view. Yeah. And so that's, that's uh, I think, we can, for me, I can bring it back to a, a problem of uh, who can I trust? Can I trust my own government? No. No. Maybe <laughs> yours. <laughs> Maybe trust yours, not ours. No. Yeah. No. You can trust no one. <laughs> I want to trust you. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a million people between you and me. <laughs> Okay. May I give the stage to someone else? Yeah, Emery. I, I have to agree, uh, you know, I'm still learning this uh, brave new world we're in and, and all of the privacy issues and, and it's very baffling and I have been very disappointed with uh, President Obama as you uh, state, uh, Ferry, as well, for many issues. It seems like he's following the same line. And I'm just wondering if our uh, government is so entrenched in, in a way of doing things that it doesn't matter who the head of the state is. It's just the kind of, you have to follow that trench uh, that's been, and, and to come up out of the trench is so politically uh, suicidal that politicians whose, whose job it is is to stay in power can't abide the thought of being out of power or the risk of it. And so it's very, very difficult. But I'm old enough, and most of the people on this call are old enough to remember party lines. Remember when oh, I was yeah. in, in Nashville, uh, when the phones were very new, uh, at least for our block, uh, you would uh, hear the phone ring and you'd pick it up and it would be your neighbor down the street talking to, you know, their girlfriend or boyfriend and you were expected to hang up the phone mm -hmm. you know that's not your call yeah. and it was kind of like you were saying Stephen it's kind of a trust trust me you know uh, but I also remember I, I had a uh, a little uh, like ratty friend from from Zaire he was kind of a slick guy and had slick suits they looked like they were iridescent like fluorescent suits, they shined and flashed, and he was a little short guy, and big talk, and lots of rings, and long fingernails, and this and that. And he had decided that he was going to go visit his home country after many years. And so he called one of his relatives, and on the phone, he's, uh, the relative says, Oh, you're coming! No, you'll be king, king of the country when you come! We just love the fact that you... Well, he, the government was listening in. And when he got arrived in, in the in the airport, they he was arrested because they felt he was there to overtake the government and to become the new king. You know, Mobutu couldn't tolerate the idea that there was a king arriving by you know on flight forty one. You know, and so that's the threat. That's the you know implied 
dread that we all are trying to express and come to terms with, with this new information that we're learning about uh, the national security. Uh, so, but, but still, when I'm on the um, Facebook, I now do posts which are clearly to people I have never met, will never meet probably, hundreds of them, and I'm making personal statements, uh, even though I'm doing it in a kind of an obtuse way, you know, references that they don't understand, but I'm still communicating with people that I'll never meet, and, and so what pretension do I have for privacy? Okay. Thank you, uh, Emery. Ellen, may I invite you? Um, yes, um, I, I, I also um, uh, am new to the, uh, the all of the communications uh, we we have in the twenty first century uh, available to us, and um, I find it um, um, very uh, terrifying that the uh, that the government um, um, is is listening in. And just the other day, I found out that that even if you mail a seal and mail a letter uh, to somebody, the outside of every letter and package you mail through the U.S. Post Office is also photographed. Mm -hmm. And um, after three or four months, they uh, they destroy that and 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 start um, new files. But they have it for that that period of time, and of course they could have it for a longer period of time. And I, I'd like to um, um, say that about um, uh, 15 um, um, years ago, uh, I read an article which impressed me very much, and it was about um, um, the new age of communications, and um, of course it didn't include Things like the the uh, the internet and Facebook and things like that, but it included um, um, new devices for um, surveillance. And uh, what the author uh, surveillance of of whomever, and what the author wound up by saying was that um, 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 modern technology is going to um, continue to give us. Um, new methods of, um, of communication and surveillance and um, all governments, whether left, right, or center, um, um, will, if they have the, the um, um, technological um, 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 equipment um, to use, to um, um, spy uh, on their citizens and, and others will use it um, simply because they have it. And when I read that, I was terrified uh, because, um, at, uh, you know, we did go from the telegraph to the telephone and, and, to the, and, and now to the uh, Internet. And, and I find it um, um, very, um, um, very scary that the uh, government um, is, is spying on its own citizens um, um, 
for our own, they say, for our own protection, but they, they always, governments always say that. Um, so um, I um, will wind this, my section up by saying that, uh, that I am um, um, terrified. On the other hand, I, I, I see the, the, uh, the potential uh, for um, uh, uh, for um, um, communication that that can be very good, and uh, uh, in, in my own work, I, I have um, um, communicated with people all over the world in countries that our government um, does not approve of. Um, does that mean I am linked? Uh, to those people or, or countries, because that's a word they the government likes to our government likes to use. Um, that um, this particular person who was uh, um, just um, uh, blown up by a uh, um, uh, a bomb from a drone was Al Qaeda linked, and I always wondered what that word linked meant. Mm -hmm. Very ambiguous and uh, very scary, and uh, I'd like to just just end by saying that that we're entering, I think, a very precarious um, uh, 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 world in, in the 21st century in terms of this surveillance, uh, uh, and and then of course um, action on the surveillance because the. Um, these drones are being made smaller and, and, and now distributed to state governments in the United States so that the whole thing is, 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 is blossoming into um, um, no, no privacy at all, but it goes beyond uh, uh, privacy. Um, to whom am I linked? Yeah. And, uh, um, um, that's, that's, that's very, very scary because um, um, okay. through Flickr, I'm, I'm linked to people all over the world. Uh, thank you for your uh, your contribution. Um, I'd like to see if Jimmy is already. Uh, I've been I've been trying him repeatedly and hanging up on him and retrying. It's like about the sixth or eighth time. I don't know what happened to him, but he's just okay. not there. Did you want to try okay. the method of reaching out to him? What? Uh, what about Ruth? Yeah, what about Ruth? <laughs> what about Ruth? <laughs> well, You're Ruth. stealing my words, Mary. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm kind of thinking about the word morality, the <laughs> morality of this. And I think very early on, sometimes I think perhaps in my genes, I have had a sense of huge distrust for our government, our government here, you know, governments in general, authority figures as well. So, um, you know, I never believed in privacy because, uh, you know, I just, I don't know, I've been kind of worried about it my whole life that, you know, thinking that people, you know, Dick Tracy, do people have like little things they can walk by your house and hear what you're thinking or what you're saying to your sister. So I just like, um, I think the gov governments have always been immoral and they think that's okay. <laughs> and I don't. So I, yeah, I try not to get involved with them too much. Um, I went for years, decades without listening to any news because 
you know, I just figured it was a lot of bad stuff, and me knowing about it just made me have a stomach ache and not be able to carry on with my life. Mm. So, uh, you know, essentially I think that nothing has changed, that, you know, the, the, what has changed is that people are saying, you know, look at, look at what you, we see what you guys are doing. That, for me, is a hopeful change. Okay. Mm. I, hope the, I hope that it will help when we shout enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I thank you, Ruth. And I think, like Mary, I hope to just be a little unimportant person forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's called security by obscurity. <laughs> yeah, <thank you. laughs> so finally, Mary, you, you, uh, uh, you're, you're saying... Um, we just have to move on with our lives and not get um, too scary about whatever they might do. Yeah, and, and, and hope to never be carried off to jail in handcuffs to some place that I never escaped from. I mean, that worry is still there. Let me come and save you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I have a question. I, I'm in Canada, and our rules are slightly different, although I don't think it makes too much difference, but I wonder if in Holland uh, you feel slightly more protected what your rules do to protect you from spying by your government. Benny, can you say something? Because I, I have an opinion, but that's... Uh, uh, just go ahead, go ahead. It's, um, it's your opinion. I, as, as you know, I live in Germany as well as in Holland, and I'm surprised these weeks uh, that in in the Dutch newspapers there's hardly any comment, any discussion going on about this theme. So it it is as if it doesn't exist. They just, they just just doesn't talk about it. I don't. And maybe I should watch more telly. I don't know about telly, but it's not in the in the newspapers that much. Mm. And in Germany. And maybe that's because there is there are elect elections in a few weeks in Germany, so so there are many important themes at the moment, and uh, and the spy business is is a huge theme in in Germany, also because of East and West Germany. Uh, East Germany uh, used to do, to spy on his on his uh, people, and it's in the. Um, uh, how do you call that? Uh, the Grundsatz? Very. How is yeah, Constitution. The, the constitutional law. The first amend, amendment is that the um, Prime Minister of Germany has to protect his people, the people of the land. And uh, Angela Merkel hasn't protected her people enough. So that's that's a huge thing in Germany, but I don't see it in Holland. No, but maybe I can add something, another argument about the Dutch government. Because the Dutch government is like a dog uh, of the, the American government. They absolutely do what they're told. Mm. They don't think by their own, they just do what they're told. And, and when Washington says, you have to do this, the Dutch government, okay, I do that. Mm. <laughs> And no questions asked. And that's for years, for years and for years. That's really scary because the people telling the U.S. government what to do are Monsanto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, like that's, our, that's, our government is not uh, 
you know, it doesn't make up its own mind. It, it, uh, it does what corporations need it to do. What was it, the Club of Rome or something? Uh, the Triumvirate, remember that? Um, that nefarious club of, of corporations that... Um, yeah. it's, it's been maybe 20 years ago now. Was that the Trilateral Commission, you think? Yeah, that's, thanks, Emery, that was it. Yeah, and they used to have a compound out in uh, near on the way to Guerneville. Remember that, Stephen? I mean, uh, oh, really? I mean the uh, Bohemian Club. I, I I think that might be it. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, rich, uh, started in the early 20th century. It was a rich guy's uh, club, but it was actually uh, for like all the rich industrialists to get together and be Bohemians for a for a weekend. You know. yeah, but uh, the the whole uh, the the buzz was that they were there pl plotting world domination and you know, yeah, hiding all the power up and and that sort of thing. Yeah, that was always the the way that uh, that the outsiders viewed it. You know, yeah. Um, my I have a chef friend who worked there, and uh, of course he didn't know what kind of communications were taking place between the people there, but. Um, all he saw people doing were getting really, really, really drunk <laughs> and uh -oh. pissing on trees. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Is that what Bohemians do? <laughs> that's what rich. Uh, that's what industrialists think Bohemians do. I have to say to agree with Terry that often in Canadian history it's been the same, that Canada just caves in because we're so close and so economically dominated, um, but not always. And uh, we've had a few prime ministers who have stood up to, um, not, like, not gone to the Iraq war, and um, Trudeau in my day um, so willingly accepted draft resistors. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't see a lot of, there's a lot of people like us in Canada protesting this, this um, what, what, what has been found out that Edward Snowden revealed, and um, I don't like it. Why, why is Obama, not, what, what, what happened to the whistleblower policy that yeah. he was going to? This is gone. Oh, no, you, you can't be a, a, a whistleblower. I, I, I think that what happens is that the, um, um, if you want to be a whistleblower, well, let me put it this way. The whistleblowers um, who've been caught have always been um, um, recently um, low-level people. And, um, and, and um, um, the, um, the government um, tries to um, uh, put them in jail for long periods of time, but the um, um, high officials... Uh, who put these policies into place uh, in this country, in the United States of America, uh, uh, have never been um, uh, uh, brought to um, um, uh, a trial uh, or even made to testify about these policies before uh, Congress. So it's always the, the little guys that, uh, that go to jail. So if you think that if you want to... Um, hide as a small person that the <laughs> government never goes after, um, uh, I, I, I think that's an, that's an illusion. It, it's, it's the big people that, uh, 
that never get caught. <laughs> they go right on, and uh, uh, at least that's what I've been seeing um, um, recently, and maybe in the plant in the past uh, too. So, um, um, could we um, talk a minute about what they it, might, it, it, what the purpose no of it? There's no hiding place in in in. Oh, sorry, 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 um, uh, Alan. One in moment, please. Uh, Steve, what's what's uh, what's on your mind? I was just wondering uh, if we, if everybody has considered what the purpose of the so-called surveillance might be, which is really like uh, data mining all of the connections made through the internet. The purpose is uh, to surveil or to collect data from all activity. The purpose is to create a baseline so that um, abnormal behaviors uh, show up, can, can be de detected against the baseline of normal activity. Hmm. So is, that, is, that a proof, proof and, uh, is that proof and effective? It's brand new, you know, we're just, they're just try, trying it out, um, you know, in this context, you know, data okay. mining, uh, internet connections, um, people are just doing it now. You know, China um, has been doing it um, very visibly, but I think, you know, since, you know, remember that the internet was started as a military communications. Mm -hmm. and it was yeah, but, but Steve, there, there we do have a problem because in my work of field, uh, it, 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 work, work, work of field, uh, it's, it's, the problem is what's normal. Yeah, I, right. I, well, that's I don't what, think I've ever met a normal peop, uh, person. Exactly, yeah, it's <laughs> lots of... The DSM-5 uh, by now, uh, written by the psychopharma industry, uh, we have diseases that didn't exist five years ago. Right. So what's normal? Yeah, so how, how did they set this baseline? Right, well, my observation only is that that, that it is... Uh, if uh, we want to know if um, if we want to know if the internet is uh, being used to plan uh, criminal activity, then we have to know what is non-criminal activity. So we have to see how the internet is being used um, in an everyday sense by everyday people, non-criminal people. We have to have that in order to see the abnormal and. All those philosophic and moral um, definitions uh, uh, about our I mean, problems uh, about how to how to conceive of, of what's uh, what's normal or what's acceptable that that's fraught with tremendous dangers and you know there's a, we can all think of examples in our lives where um, we've been falsely accused of uh, of something so it's a, it's not. A, it's not a process that is, uh, uh, well, I want to say it's a dangerous process, <laughs> very dangerous process, but I think my personal opinion is that it's a necessary one and that I'll trust the government that far you know, uh, to establish a baseline of normal internet activity and to better be able to see, um, uh, follow criminal, criminal connections. I, I'm willing to trust them so far, even though Obama has not been the president I expected him to be. 
I still trust the guy to be making the best decisions in in the in the situation, and I think maybe he's seen a situation that is much more uh, desperate than I, I normally see it. <laughs> and that I still give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, even though it's horrifying some of the historical ironies of his presidency, you know, like him primarily being uh, the a, a product of a civil rights movement, which was to give uh, uh, the Bill of Rights uh, protections to black Americans um, that, you know, previously denied to African Americans, um, he, he becomes uh, the first half African American president and uh, takes those rights away from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's horribly ironic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but even with that view of him, I still give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I feel like um, if we make, you know, if our, we make our concerns as artists and citizens uh, clear and we know the right issues, then we can have a positive effect on the development of the future of governance. But that's why I started off saying trying to say that this is a public thing. Um, internet communications is public, therefore it's it's not only right for everybody to, in the public to have access to our activities, but it's beneficial to the people to have uh, the government be on the internet publicly and I want, I want laws to be written in wikis and I want all the meetings in the government to be live streamed you know I, I want you know I'm willing I'll give up my the my it's not really giving my privacy up because I'm I'm perfectly capable of being private by just not going on the internet or going outside of my house you know? um, but I want the government to be transparent as much as the people are okay thank you Steve Mary, you will, you would like to say something? Yes. Well, um, for one thing, I was kind of my jaw was kind of dropping at what sounded like extreme naivety on Steve's part, which isn't characteristic. <laughs> He's usually so skeptical, but um, uh, he can get back to that. But he did mention an artistic response, and I thought that was apropos as a um, way to continue the conversation. Is is like uh, you, you can't just say um, we want our right to privacy, I mean, you know, it has to be more artful, but, but what, are, what are people thinking of as an artistic response? I, I, um, I don't know if I have one, because frankly, I'm going the other way. I'm doing things more publicly than I've ever done them, just by, uh, just by having become involved in the e-publishing business and looking up other people's blogs and and uh, revealing things. So, what do, what do other people think? I don't know. Um, I don't oh, know no. I, my response is. I, I, I agree to you uh, uh, with uh, with you, Mary, because uh, it's for me the same. I've done a lot of more things using the internet than I did before the internet was there. So, has anybody seen a film? This might be off the point a bit. Uh, I think it was an, an East German film called The Lives of Others. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very good. I heard yeah. of it, but I never saw it. 
You never saw it? I think it was on Netflix a while back. I'm not sure if it still is or if it ever was, but it's about a a, a really ardent um, a communist official whose job it was to listen in on a collection of artists who were thought to be subversive. And this person had no artistic mer uh, sensibility whatsoever. But over the course of, of many, many months listening in, he became sensitized and, in fact, influenced by these aesthetic uh, concerns. Mm -hmm. and, and ended up transforming him rather than, I mean, it wrecked the lives of the artists that he was listening to. But it, it had a transformative effect on him. It's kind of what Stephen is implying, uh, that the, by the fact that, the, the, by, the uh, by making this system more democratic, more transparent, that it has effects which we can't uh, con contemplate that might have a, a transformative effect on those people that are trying to do the most evil. That, you know, we don't, we're just in this brave new world. We're trying to understand it and suss it out and all of that. But that sometimes the things that we might most fear might have a, a hidden virtue that, that, that will, will be a, a, a salvation. I don't know if that's true or not, but at least in this film, um, it had like momentous uh, implications, certainly in the life of this official. Thank you, Emery. Mm. Is someone has someone a, a, a nice talk to close our our chat podcast? Number 97. Something positive. <laughs> I was just thinking of, um, uh, we've, we've talked a lot about crime and punishment, the book, the novel, uh, and I remember in that the story was that this police uh, official uh, read a piece of, uh, an editorial piece that Raskolnikov had published. Which indicated that he didn't uh, value human life, and because of that, he came to see Raskolnikov. And sure well, or it wasn't exactly that, though. It was that he 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 thought certain people could make judgments about the value of other people's human lives. Um, yeah. He he didn't necessarily not value all human life. He was an elitist. He could decide. Yeah. Who to value. So, like, um, that was a public statement by by a writer. Um, the police notified, uh, noticed it, and and knew that it meant um, uh, possible trouble that this guy um, could be a murderer. Came and investigated, and sure enough, he was. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't read this book. I, mean, I haven't read this book in fifty years, so. Um, Am I remembering it at all correctly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for that one point, I, I read it very recently, and I agree with you. Good, good memory, Steve. Um, except for that one fine point, yeah. 
So, say like this idea, you know, this is obviously not new to our era, you know, this concept of uh, what we say in public having effects uh, on the public. And and the, the police's role, like, like in the book, or, you know, wasn't the police was more or less um, doing the right thing, right? You more or less... Um, helped out, helped society by, by discovering Raskolnikov. Yeah, but in the, in the instance that you cite, which is a very good one, uh, it, it, it brings me back to the point that I, it makes me so uh, troubled is that who's doing the analysis of this data and what, what do we know about their powers of divination in terms of coming to a conclusion regarding some obscure conversation that they're hearing. Right. Yep. Yeah, and that's the horror, that's the really scary thing, to, you know, especially when you consider, you know, the U.S. role in it and, and you consider the history of the U.S. and the continuing actions of the U.S. from, from the get-go to today, it's always been a ruthless, violent country with horribly wrong ideas about uh, human rights. Yeah, well, remember uh, Abraham Lincoln su uh, suspended habeas corpus during the yeah. Civil War <clears throat> in order to save the country, I'm taking away your rights. Yeah, in order to kill 200,000 people to save the country. Yeah. Like, oh. you know, Lincoln is no hero of me, mine. No. Link, you know, I think uh, the United States still should be divided into individual states. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but, but maybe we shouldn't forget um, uh, what happened in Eastern Germany, that people came to the conclusion that they didn't want to live like that anymore and started this silent revolution yeah. and yeah. came to uh, whatever freedom. That's kind of hopeful, um, I think, isn't it? I think that's, that's human nature. I, th I think there will be, in, in one way or the, or the other, we, we will find a way to fight the NSA. Yeah. Yeah, like like yeah. you're saying, it takes that individual, you know, almost a singular act of courage to stand up against this kind of juggernaut of, of insensitivity in order to transform, and it causes me to think of that, that woman who confronted that young man who wanted to show up at an a elementary school and, and he had 500 rounds to yeah. kill the, the kids. And he had a plan of who he was, how he was going to kill them and all that. And she walked up to him and discussed it. Mm -hmm. And in her, her, her weapon against it, was her own life of travail and tragedy, mm -hmm. which she was able to get him to see the insights and the empathy and the humanity that they both share. And that talked him down from the ledge. Mm -hmm. But it takes one act of individual great human courage in order to do that. And most of us like Thoreau said, live lives of quiet desperation. We just don't want to be in that fray. We don't yeah. want to be near that danger. But but there are people who are uh, standing up and uh, use their voice against it. So if we all 
use our voice one time, we have a lot of people all together. Yes. yes. I, I, I still want to believe that. I still want to believe that, that we do have the power. Yeah, I do too. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that's true. I see evidence of that in history. I think the people's voice is the most powerful thing. What I, in this issue, I want to know, like, what what are we raising our voice towards? Because um, the discussion that I hear um, over here, um, nobody's talking any kind of sense at all. I don't, I don't, I don't think, you know, like, I'm not going to be out there on the streets trying to protect my privacy in public places. That's that's ridiculous. That's con contradicts the, you know, like. That's a that's no um, point at all. So you know what is our point? Yeah. Our point is that we talk about it, and when we talk about it, we can uh, uh, use our minds, our, our thoughts, to express where we are, what our concerns are, yeah. and that's our power. Our, our power is not the, the the solution of the problem. The uh, the. The solution is not so easy. You explained that very clearly, Steve. And but the, the problem we, is how the data is interpreted. Who does the interpreting? But, who decides yeah, what's normal? Who decides what's criminal? Who decides who's linked to who? I mean, who, exactly. what, what I think, I think Ferry raises the point, though, that, you know, even, even though I, I think it bears really lots of deeper thinking about how we, what we are supposed to do with this, but we all know the work of Franz Kafka, who, who, who delineated all of these opposing forces, and he, of course, showed us how, the, how evil people can come into your world, anonymous people can show up at your doorstep and have a list of charges against you that they've decided that you are an enemy of the state and they haul you off and, and they so he was able to, sh to put an image that is iconic and, and you know kind of indelible about the, the dangers of this new society and I think that that is the purpose of an artist is to, to, to delineate who the forces are and what potential dangers they might embody. How about somebody and, and pointing and out the positive? Isn't, it a, isn't this a, um, uh, a... Thank you for calling Kafka, for naming Kafka. Because I think uh, what the world needs now is, is really the intellectual and the artistic people, the art people. They, they can take the people to a higher level. Exactly. I see, I see it happen in Germany now after after the war, for 50 years after the war. It's the it's the intellectual, the writers that are taking away all the blame and the shame and the guilt by talking about it, by writing about it, and and not just denying it, but dealing with it in an intellectual, artistic way. Mm -hmm. So I think really that's. That's your point. What what can artists? What can you do uh, with this? And and I think through artists, 
um, the the uh, it it won't be black and white because you got me thinking about Raskolnikov and uh, again, Steve and um, I was thinking, yeah, I mean, I guess it was good that they found out who murdered that old pawnbroker. But in a way, he was delivering a kind of justice as an outrage against the society that that keeps things so unequal. So, I mean, it wasn't a, a, a clear victory for the state there. It was, I don't think it was a victory for, for the people of the state that they should, um, maybe you shouldn't do it by murdering your enemies, but um, people, there should be more equality, right? And the, and that's sort of what that was about. So artists can um, address the, the 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 grayness of the issue. Not it's not black and white. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I agree on that, Mary. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So. It's a little quiet, <laughs> a little yeah. silence. So I, I have to leave this lovely group because my dinner is served. Ah. <laughs> ah, okay. we, we are around the, the clock now for an hour. I just, yeah. uh, and maybe I can thank you all for this uh, for your contribution. And maybe next uh, next session we need to talk about uh, Steve's uh, forcing us to have this marathon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bon appetit, Annika, and uh, thank you for you all. I will soon be talking to you from Quebec. So okay. For now, but for now, goodbye and um, good Hi, week. <laughs> goodbye to you, to all of you, and see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week. And we miss you, Jimmy the Peach. Yes, yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.